Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with all things paw. Also, classes with Melissa, online and self-guided, intuitive energy work, transitional therapy, and compassionate touchpoint therapy, and more. And the Herbal Paw Pet Apothecary. Tailored for the individual pet, phone consultations, history gathering, and the home of the Herbal First Aid Kit. Now, let's get this tea party started. Alrighty then. Happy New Year, everyone! Yay! We made it another year. We woke up again. Yes, yes. Clink your teacups. No doubt. (laughs) Whew, that was a tough one. That was a close call, if you will. <laughs> uh, interesting year. Very, very interesting year for sure. Yes, absolutely. So what's in your cup, Michelle? Oh. Start this new year out with some tea. Give us the tea <laughs> on your tea. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Bam! I love it. <laughs> motivation Cup of motivation y'all and it has all the sayings all of them all over it nice great things awesome. take time stay positive you are unstoppable work hard today's your day you so got this so that's my cup inside um i literally last night knew that we were going to do this podcast live so i went through all of the buckets uh that i keep all my herbs in and i just pulled out the cards of the content oh, and whatever spoke to me uh what i said i thought that's where you kept all your money it is that is where the money is (laughs) no cash all tea okay (laughs) Uh, but yeah so i basically settled on uh chamomile calendula clove um there's cinnamon uh there is everlasting which is helichrysum uh, I think that's it. I, th- I think that's pretty much it. But yeah, it's just delightful. Oh, it's nice. smooth, slightly um, spiced, uh, yeah. but, but not, it's just a nice tea. So that's what I'm drinking probably for the first month because this is really delicious. Wow. Lovely. So what do you have in your cup, ma'am? 
Uh, my cup is, this is important for me to have this cup, wake up, be awesome, repeat. So this is my mantra for this year. This new mm. year is just wake up, going to be awesome and just repeat it over and over. I have a lawless some- plan. <laughs> yes. Keep it simple. You know, <laughs> right. so, uh, absolutely. I- this is some beautiful uh, Rubios. So, uh, which Happy is... New Year, Anita. Oh, yes. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> We're so used to bantering. Sometimes we don't even look over at the comments. Yeah, it's a private conversation. <laughs> we just uh, invite people to watch us. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, well. <laughs> but this is my Rubios. So Rubios has a lot of... Uh, benefits very high in antioxidants and i am a type 2 diabetic so um this has been known to help balance blood sugars so um so cheers to you all this new year absolutely day so wake up be awesome repeat stay motivated for sure michelle needs to let us know what our topic is with her wonderful computerization skills here (laughs) oh word i love when i make up my own words computerization bam (laughs) yay new year new view new you yes (laughs) so that's the name of the game today on our hour yes so can i quickly commandeer the space for a moment to just show you the coolest thing i've gotten this year the christmas gift from my sister amanda and my niece sophia and they were at a local craft fair they came across this and it was earlier in the year um, Mm -hmm. and they purchased it they were like oh my god my family calls me mimi and they were like oh my god mimi we had to buy it as soon as we saw it we knew it was you so Uh this has to be hung back here with all my ephemera but um right now it's sitting on my desk because i love it so much i don't want it to be away from me but here it is <laughs> so is that not me? Is that, that is so you? Like whoever made that made only one because that's yours. Okay. And they made it in pink. It's literally in pink. I, my sister and my niece saw that and they were like, my sister was like, I didn't care how much it was. It. I didn't care what the story behind it was. She was like, we looked at it. We looked at each other. We, went, we have to buy that for Mimi. So perfect. Perfect. That was the most spot on perfect Christmas gift I've received this year. I love um, it. I love it. I will treasure that because that is always, I, I have a million different mantras, but that's always at the top of my list is Absolutely. to just manifest that shit. Get it, get it, get, <laughs> get it, it done. It. Get it done. So, um, so that's my goal for this year is to, as we were talking off the camera, Mm-hmm. about our upcoming foray at uh, Groom Expo West mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we're going to be getting things together for that. I will be manifesting the shit out of, <laughs> of to-do things. So, oh, absolutely. Man. So, our topic, new year, new view, new you. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about that, Michelle? Um... So, you know, I stay in a perpetual state of tired because I'm constantly <laughs> doing something. Uh, many people say, well, why don't you just concentrate on one thing? And I'm like, 
That's so funny. You yeah, cut it off. That's when, uh, you're, when you don't have ADHD. Right. <laughs> what does that even mean? You're the over, we're, we're both the overachiever ADHD. I can do everything. And oh, look, a shiny thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was literally setting new uh, infusions and tinctures up until 12 midnight last night. And then I made my tea. Uh, that was probably the last thing I did right before. Like they were calling it down in the last minute. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm making my tea. Uh, Cause I knew I needed something in the morning. So uh, that's what I was doing. But yeah. Oh, um, bless your heart. You're so good. Do you know what I did? What? We watched the Die Hard uh Oh yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people have that tradition. Yeah, yeah. We did the die. We were under covers on the couch with the dogs, and uh, it drowned out all the explosions outside that were going off that were scaring the pups. So we had our own mini uh, marathon of Die Hard in the living room while you were furiously working away like an elf in a workshop. Yeah. So see. (laughs) <laughs> two yeah. ends of the scale it's true and then this morning everybody's like uh on facebook and whatnot saying oh where's my uh what are you doing today and blah blah everybody's lazing around there in pajamas like i'm in pajamas but i am working yes <laughs> <laughs> i've got a ton of stuff to do at the beginning of the year and i'm sure that will lead to more tons of stuff later on in the year so uh that is just what i do now and i love it i'm very happy i'm exhausted uh but it is a good exhaustion and uh, i'm just trying to bring value uh to the industry and to the people who really need what i have to offer so um i'm concentrating on that this year this is a that's a huge thing for me to just concentrate on serving the needs of the people that need it uh, and literally if that's something that you're not interested in and you see my stuff in the groups, scroll on by, uh, no worries. It's not meant for you if it's not something that you're interested in. So, uh, but I'm just trying to reach the people that do need that, uh, type of help and do need that work and are interested in furthering their education, um, talking about skin, improving their skill set. That's what I'm after. So yeah, that's I- what I got going on. I think both of us have a, a a niche market that we, um, for lack of a better term, pander to <laughs> because we're, we're driven to do, <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're just, we're just out there like, you know, Hey, here we are. We have these things. We have these tools. If this is, uh, you know, the, the road you're interested on walking, um, and it isn't for everyone, but I think that's a, I think that's a, I think that's an important part of what we do is to acknowledge that you don't have to be the same as the person at the table next to you. Right. You know, or, and everybody doesn't have to like you or, or want to purchase your services or anything right. you for a salon or a home groomer or a mobile unit. Uh, you only want to reach the people who are interested in what you do uh, and all the rest don't really matter no matter what they say. Um, you know, love them still and absolutely. be available for them when they are ready. But absolutely, if, you know, if something turns you off about somebody who's selling something or marketing something or instructing or whatever, and it's not for you, wish them well. Scroll yeah, on by. And just move you on. Know? But know your, know, know the, the road that you want to, to go down. Yeah. Because when you know that, I think it 
those doors start to open up more for you. Those opportunities, like I know that I've, I've spoken to people in the past and like my energy work classes and they've said, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to take these, but I've been leery to take them outside of the grooming industry. Like I, I think it's interesting to have that slant to it mm-hmm. that from a groomer instead of, you know, uh, a, what we would consider a lay person, somebody that's mm-hmm. not a groomer, that's not, um, doesn't work with pets in the way that we do so by by knowing that and by seeing that um that opening i feel like those doors open for me as well as open for those people that have taken my classes so it's important to know what you want and to look for that within your community because we're out there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have a different agenda we have a different um look at uh you know, at, at education, we educate and probably a little bit differently. Um, so, uh, but I think that's the biggest thing for you and I, I think that we know who we are at this point. Yeah. And I, I have to say it took what, 56 years to get here, yeah, but exactly. man, yeah. I feel fantastic. I feel and on top I, of the world. I showed you my shirt, so I'll show yes. everyone. I know who I am. <laughs> Expensive and difficult. That is me. Yeah. Uh, and people are usually a little put off by the difficult, but guess what? I could be difficult if it is not. I, I really don't. I don't see it. I don't <laughs> believe that. I don't believe that. Melissa is probably one of the most lovely people to work with. And she's so kind and so giving and so generous. And I, I can't see any difficulty Until at all. Until I'm not. But, right. Um, I mean, she saves that for other people that deserve it. Maybe she right. just doesn't give it to me. <laughs> You don't make my life difficult. That's why. Fair enough. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) I I will if I if I have an issue, and that's usually when I get called difficult. When I don't fit the mold, and they're trying to squeeze me into a square, you know, and I'm definitely not not this. um, And for those of you that don't fit into that round hole, you know, or square peg trying to be pushed into a round hole, vice versa. Mm. Um, that's, that's what we're here for. There's an alternative. Absolutely. I have a lifetime of not fitting in with anybody at all. Uh, it, so yay, I, I guess wow. I, I think it served me well. Uh, yeah, it was very painful growing up a lot of times because of that, but, uh, I'm telling you, my, my weirdness has brought me far and it is very freeing, uh, I to just sigh and say, you know what? All that, I'm just letting it go. Everybody else gets to be who they want, so right. I need to be who I want to. <laughs> I just had that conversation with my adult daughter this morning. You yeah. know, is that she said, How come every time I level up in my life, you know, where you realize you see that change, or I just wrote about it on my Facebook page that it's like chapters, like the chapter has totally changed. She's like, Why every time do I lose people? Do people mm-hmm. fall away? And, and, and it's like anything else. It's, it's, you no longer fit into the parameters for most people. And most people don't know how to really be a, a, a true friend and can support you through growth or glow ups or changes. And so you no longer fit into who they think you should be, or you are. So mm-hmm. they fall away, but you have to look at it as the opportunity for new people to come into your life, 
mm-hmm. um, you know, new opportunities, those types of things. But if you're truly blessed and you are so lucky to be gifted friends for a lifetime, that is something that is a rarity. It really, yeah, truly is. Absolutely. Yeah. The ones that can grow with you mm-hmm. are the, are your friends. Those are your true friends. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things you can do for someone. Yeah. You don't act like you used to. Yeah. You don't go to the club or do this or do that or do what we used to. But guess what? You've brought a whole new dimension into the friendship right? by you growing and you give your the partner friend an opportunity to grow also. I think that's why some marriages are very long lived because- yeah. You really have to learn how to grow with someone. And or if you don't space to grow while yes. you're still in your, you know, planting stage. That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't learn to do that, uh, yeah, as you grow, you will lose a lot of friends. You'll lose a lot of people that were in your life. Uh, and even though that is kind of painful and scary, um, just know that good things are ahead of you and keep going. Keep yeah. growing, keep going, keep doing what you love doing. Uh, and the right crowd will find you. Uh, yeah. And I woke up basically last year and realized all the people around me are so awesome. They're so precious and they've been rooting for me the whole time, even when I've doubted myself so terribly uh, that I, I have to, I just stand back and just bask in their awesomeness, you know, and I'm so fortunate and blessed to have this beautiful group of people who believe in what I do and support me um, while doing their own stuff and showing me how it's done. And uh, I'm going to try and uh, mirror that as much as possible. <laughs> I'm just glad that, I, I mean, I was looking forward to the new year. I mean, after a year of a year, and you know, I love all things woo woo and astrology. And after a year of so much planetary retrograde, uh, it was that was a gut punch year for me. Um, and, uh, so that was a really, really tough year, um, for me to make, um, hard changes that I didn't want to make. And I was clinging to things that I probably shouldn't have been clinging to. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this year, opening up new opportunities and new doors, um, to, uh, to actually take up the space that I've opened, that I've released um, last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I just tell myself every single day, no mud, no lotus. That is another wow. one of things that yes. I always, <laughs> because sometimes you would seriously, you just have to go through the mud and fight your way through. Otherwise mm-hmm. you're just going to drown. And so, um, you know, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I'm about to manifest that shit and say this is going to be my lotus year, that my lotus will bloom. We fought through the mud. So hopefully uh, I can I can actually start to uh, blossom into uh, full potential. That is amazing. That's the end of the show. I I don't know. There you have it. Bam. Happy New Year. I just love using this platform as my personal, uh, my personal space for therapy. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, oh I, I want to be expensive and difficult, but beautiful doing it. So you already are, ma'am. You already are. You are an amazing woman. No. So what are we talking about besides our, our, our personal 
stuff and um, new year, new view, new you. We said uh, detoxing. So um, it's always people always jump off in the new year to do a full on detox mm-hmm. um, and to get their bodies um, pristine, clean mm-hmm. for a whole new year, um, usually because we've eaten and uh, kind of. Uh, got An enormous it. amount of trash. Trash, from yes, that's, yeah, that's a good way. Shoved in our it. mouth and made our bodies process it. That is what we have done. <laughs> so now we're trying to be like, okay, we need to get rid of all that. Uh, yeah, but I do want to say, cleansing is not fasting, right? Cleansing is not starving yourself, and cleansing is not making some weird concoction and drinking it while you're fasting. Uh, that's not cleansing. Cleansing is eating clean, um, no processed food, and also taking herbs that actually cleanse each organ. And a lot of people just start with whatever, whatever. But you actually, when you do a real cleanse, you start with your colon and go up from there. It's the colon, it's the liver, the kidneys. You know, the limb system is somewhere in there, but there's an actual progression of cleanses that you do two weeks at a time. And then that cleanses your entire gut system. And then as you're feeding yourself clean food, it takes, I don't know, probably six to eight weeks for the cycle and you're eating good food. So, I mean, you're not starving, you're just cleansing and supporting all those organs in their work so that they're sloughing off old stuff that's all stuck in there and, you know, and cleaning yourself out getting your blood moving again. Uh, so that's really, um, I would consider a, a true cleanse rather than um, a fast food type of cleanse, you know. Or those detox drinks, you know, people. Right, right. Detox drinks, if you read what's in them, how are you detoxing? But they're basically <laughs> laxatives, honest to God. I mean, that's really what they are. So, I mean, yeah. make you go to the bathroom a whole bunch. And yeah, it's going to clean out whatever is readily available in the gut. Mm. But then after that you really have not um, supported or um, mm-hmm. or actually cleansed your the, the actual organs that need to be. Right. Just like we say with the skin, it's one thing to remove the bacterial infection and another thing to re-nourish it, to bring it back right. to health. So you can't just stop at, okay, I've pooped a lot, basically. Uh, okay, I'm clean. Uh, well, you've right. not supported any organ you've not replenished any flora or gut biome or anything like that. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot you can do gently. Uh, It shouldn't hurt. It shouldn't make you flush. It shouldn't make you feel tired because you're eating clean food and you're just using gentle herbs to slowly support your organs. So. And like with anything else, if you're cleaning up your body, you need to also clean up your declutter your mind and declutter your emotions and mm-hmm. start to detox yourself from things that no longer serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did a detox earlier in the year, so that was uh, extremely painful. Yeah. But I have been blessed with friends that have were able to support me through those uh, those times that, um, you know, I would have rather been uh, sick to my stomach than mm-hmm. sick emotionally feeling like, oh, my God, I don't know how to uh, separate myself from these things. Right. So, but it's important to take stock of 
who and what is in your life and what is motivating you and moving you forward and who is supportive and who isn't. Right. And, um, and start to make your way through that labyrinth of emotions and reasons why um, you keep these bits and pieces in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because if your mind is sick, if your emotions are not healthy, um, your body can't function either. Right. So I think it's always interesting that people like they get their mind right or they start actually naturally detoxing when they have, um, um, an intellectual crisis. Yes. Uh, and they don't realize how closely we are connected with our thoughts. Our thoughts yeah. rule our body. Uh, even if we're hiding something that we're afraid of and it's causing us anxiety, it affects you because to your brain and to your chemistry, your body can't tell what's real and what's not. It just knows the feeling is there. So it's going to chemically support that feeling. Right. Uh, so you literally can change your own mind, change your own health, make a decision, even if it's scary. And I'm telling you what, no one is more anxious and weird and scared than I am to do new <laughs> things. No one. But Melissa has seen me time and time again, throw up on the way, but get it yeah. done. Uh, literally, sometimes I just have panic attacks. Uh, and I know that's hard for people to, to really understand <laughs> because, uh, you know, I get told a lot of things like, oh my God, I wouldn't think that you were anxious. You just seem so confident. And I'm like, well, I'm confidently throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> inside my, <laughs> inside my mind all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way it's done with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because it is scary for the first time. But once you do it the first time, you're you're like, what was I even afraid of? So now I'm going to go be anxious about something new. Right. <laughs> but I always push through it. And uh, Melissa's seen that happen over and over and over with me. So it, it's possible for anyone. You know, you can do it. You can move through your fear. Uh, everybody's fearful. The most courageous people are fearful. They just push through it and get the, get the thing done. Well, I think we use, we turn that fear and it doesn't mean that we don't get anxious or we don't have anxiety attacks or any of that, but I think we use that fear to propel us into whatever it is that we're trying to move into because Mm -hmm. fear stops you. It it literally stymies everything. And so if you, if you don't push through it, you're going to remain where you are. Mm -hmm. And, um, And we all know if you're, and there's nothing wrong with stay. Let me just preface this by saying there is nothing wrong with staying where you're at. If you are truly happy where you're at, Mm -hmm. if that is where you are comfortable and you feel good and you're like, Hey, I'm good here. And I've created a homeostasis for my life that I feel like this is where I need to be. Yeah. Fantastic. Good for you. Because that's what most of us are trying to get to, but for those of us that feel like we are looking to try to find ways to get there, mm-hmm. we can't stay stuck in fear um, because that stops you from, from literally stops you from moving forward. Right. It, it keeps you in that perpetual panic attack, that perpetual, well, this could happen, that could happen. Or if I stay here, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And I always think to myself, will I, because I have achieved the pinnacle of fear in my body chemically, like I'll take it to the next level because, you know, overachiever. 
<laughs> but I think to myself right before I have to do the scary thing, I'm like, am I going to be more or less scared than I am right now? Because right now I'm at the peak capacity of fear. Uh, so I figured to myself, well, I'm going to be afraid anyway. So I might as well do it because it's no different for me. Right. And then when I do it, it actually alleviates that fear a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that gives me confidence to do something else that's scary, you know, and I have snowballed that still get anxious, still get weirded out, still am afraid to do the new thing or dip the toe. But now I have the confidence over a period of time of being able to do it. Now I can dip my toe in a lot easier. Now I can try that new thing a lot easier because I've had practice. I've had practice moving through the fear. Uh, and I feel like it's a, probably always going to be a part of me, uh, a part of my makeup. Uh, who knows? I may get rid of it sometime. I don't know. Sometimes it can be crippling, but we work through it. Uh, you just work through it because I don't want to live the rest of my minutes not doing the things that I wish that I was doing. I want to be able to do all those things and look back and say, yeah, I was scared. It was crazy, but I did it. Look at all the things I did, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of my accomplishments and I got a lot more to do. I've got, ugh, we're both going to be in Pasadena. Yeah. For we the can't first wait. time with Ruth. This is going to be so cool. And just being um, uh, just part of the like the uh, the educational circuit, we're actually going to be in a booth and uh, have have a uh, uh, product and have games and have giveaways and be mm -hmm. able to interact with everyone. And oh, it's going to be so much fun. It it's is. just going to be so much fun. Yeah. If you I hear all the laughter and the carrying on, that's our booth. Yeah. <laughs> we're either going to be 303 or 403. Okay. Depending. So we'll, oh, we're waiting. I hope we're 303 because you know me and numbers. So 303 um, is, is, is a, a good one. Well, we're officially 303, but we might get, we might get changed, but I don't know yet, but stay tuned. Yeah. Like, no. I, I, I really you know, you know me. So mm -hmm. I'm, 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 that's my part of my weirdness is, you know, numbers and all that. Like when but I 403 house, is the benefit of three and the stability of four. So, four. I mean, can you hate that? That's you right. You can't. <laughs> I'm always looking at the hidden meaning of things, even when mm -hmm. there's not a hidden meaning. My brain just likes that. So yeah, I hear you. <laughs> it I hear you. makes me happy. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. there was a, a time in my early adulthood that I went a whole year mad at the number five. Don't know why. <laughs> Don't know why. But I was. I would not go in the grocery checkout line if it was five. Uh, there, it was just a weird five year for me. And yep. um, and there you have it. Uh, but I got over it. it. And after that year was over, I'm like, okay, I can four, like five again. And it wasn't six. So <laughs> <laughs> just a, mad at five year. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think that. Um, a big part of the new year is always a lot about be, making resolutions and making these uh, setting up goals and all that kind of stuff. But understand that a lot of the things that we do today, like our, 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 our calendar, our mm -hmm. calendar year um, was created by people that were trying to kind of get the masses um in line you know or uh um 
there were people everywhere in outlying areas and they were trying to unify uh, as far as the thought process. And so um, a lot of that stuff also uh, doesn't mesh up with the way nature works. Right. So. Um, well, even then, even the names. Yeah. December, Deca means 10, 10, not 12. Right. You know, don't get me started. Mm, yes. I know. Already know. <laughs> this is why we can be friends. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so just know that when you're trying to be like, oh, these are my New Year's. I know people that write out New Year's resolutions every year. I no longer do that because I realize that the time to make those types of resolutions is actually March. When we are when 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 the earth is starting to change back into springtime. The seasons are changing, renew, rebirth. We're still in the middle of winter. So this is still hibernation. This is still, you know, uh, withdrawal a little bit and uh, reflect. So use, use this time wisely. If you want to have resolutions, think very hard through this winter time. And when spring comes with a clear mind and that new renewed spirit, that's when you should put forth uh, an actual be resolute about the things that you want to bring in. Give yourself this time to actually hibernate and pull yourself away from, from a lot of things and think about it. That's why people will make all these resolutions. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to detox. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I mean, it's so much. You, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm -hmm. and, and every building needs a foundation. Exactly. Don't try to, don't try to put the star on the top of the tree when you haven't even put the tree in the stand. Yes. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And look at you being all schedule regulated and whatnot. I literally live like a dog. I wake <laughs> up and it's daytime. I don't pay attention to nothing. People have to tell me all the time. Do you know it is Wednesday, right? Yeah. I, I'm like, no, I had no idea. This is me. So we we have we're recording on blah blah blah. This is the date we're recording, and then two days later, Michelle texted me. Are are you signing on? Are we recording? And I'm like, um, no. I actually <laughs> have it in my book that we're doing it. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Two days later, Michelle's texting me. Are you signing on? Is it today? today? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, it is because I live and die by my scheduling. I can only have friends that are uh, schedule oriented because they keep me in line. Yeah. I've and decided. It's just like, and, and I just, I, some sometimes I look at my calendar and go, uh, it's Monday and we're scheduled for next Monday. I, I'm I make little side bets with myself. Michelle's gonna text me and be like, Are we getting <laughs> on? Are we getting on today? <laughs> because this I just mass put this is the day where we do oh, our thing. I know. <laughs> and I don't take off the ones that aren't actually valid. So they're just on there. I'm like, today? Okay. Uh -huh, I know. Today? Yeah. How about this one? No, don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm, I, you know me. I, if it's not in my book, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and I'm so afraid of missing it that it's I always know. in my book on it's every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's important that we just give ourselves a break too. Mm -hmm. That um, you know, a, a lot of times we're like, oh, I'm gonna lose 50 pounds, and I'm going to you know go to the gym three times a week, or I'm going to do this, do that. Start with one 
thing. Like pick mm-hmm. something that is the most important thing or pick something that's the easiest thing. And then do it gently. Right. You know, if you're saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, every day, this every day, every day, every day. That's a lot when you haven't gone at all. Try just for once a month or once a week, you know, I, at first. I think it's as dog groomers and as most of the people that watch our podcast or listen to our podcast are holistic dog groomers that work a specific way um, or, you know, pet groomers, because there are some of us that um, work with other animal groups, not just dogs. But when we step back from that pet and we're like, oh, they need a minute. We know that. We know how to give them a break when they are having anxiety issues or fear issues. Or we need to recognize that within ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to step back a minute and say, you know what? I said I was going to go to the gym every single day this week, but maybe I'm only going to make it twice this week. Mm-hmm. And be be gracious to yourself. Give yourself some of that grace and be like, and that's good because this week is really packed with a lot of things. And I'm setting boundaries for all those things to allow me to do something I need to do for myself at least twice this week. Mm-hmm. And so start to take that holistic approach to yourself that you would take in your in your grooming practice with your clients. You don't want to overextend that dog. You don't want, or that pet, you don't want to force it to do something. And it's the same thing with us. You you need to, to, um, am I honoring my body, mind, spirit connection? Mm Am I, am I honoring myself at all? You know, that's reminds me of a post that just happened yesterday or the day before that I was just looking at. And I've noticed a lot in the grooming groups, and I, I, this is a given, and I know it's going to continue on till the end of time. Um, however, someone will post something about a dog or whatever. Somebody's learning something, they're new, they're like, hey, I need some advice about this foot or this skin or this ear or this whatever, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And then... Uh, You'll get the the ones that are very um, vocal saying, oh, my God, did you just start grooming yesterday? That looks like crap, blah, blah, blah. You need to take a class or you need to do this, need to do that. How many of us stand on our laurels and say, you know what? Uh, mind, body and spirit. You have to meet the dog where it's at. You know, uh, don't rush it, blah, blah, blah. Meet the dog where it's at. Why can't we as groomers give other groomers that grace? Mm, meet people where they're at meet people where they're at not only is it a good philosophy for dogs and the whole point of my working with dogs is to learn from them so i can become a better person take the skills that you have learned with dogs because we all we all have heard oh i love dogs but i hate people i hate the Mm -hmm. clients right well they're animals too we're all animals we're all organisms we're all shuffled through this scary world together and if we can give grace to the dogs, they teach us how to give grace to others. And to we're, ourselves. Yeah, we're all going through something. We're all going through this life. It's all scary. It's all weird. It's hard. It's not easy. Um, give people grace. Yeah, that groom might not be top tier Groom Team USA quality, but this person has only been grooming for six months. And by gosh, 
they did a full groom for the first time. That's to be applauded, not to be picked apart or set upon. Even if they have the trim wrong or the line isn't wrong or the line isn't right. You know, uh, I see the Helpy Helpertons saying, you know what? That's a very good foundation. You know, just tweak it a little bit here. Tweak it a little. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for criticism uh, or critiques, not criticism. We want to boost each other. And all the people saying, well, I don't have time for that lady. Or I don't have time for that other groomer. I don't have time to apprentice anybody. You don't know how much you grow mm -hmm. by teaching someone else. They make you feel dumb uh, because they'll ask questions you don't have answers for. And you have to go research that crap. <laughs> and it makes you grow. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't certification doesn't mean anything. It's just a piece of paper. The process of getting certification through IPG or National Dog Groomers or ISCC Society or all the ones that are coming up, the process of getting your certification teaches you how important certification is. I was a huge naysayer well into my uh, career and I broke down. I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it. I'll just, I'll just do it just to say I did it. And it's just for me marketed properly. It takes you to the next level. You learn so much. You learn so much. Uh, and I, myself, everyone, when they were beginning has that handful of dogs, they hope no one ever sees and no one took a picture of. Uh, the first cocker I did, I cut a line so hard into <laughs> that pattern that you could cut it with a tomato. You could cut a tomato with it. Like it was hard. And I remember being so proud, so proud of it. I didn't know nothing. You know, uh, we all have that. We all started somewhere. Um, let's boost each other instead of tearing each other down. You yeah. know, if somebody has a suggestion, that doesn't mean that it is all the way right or all the way wrong. But it's absolutely okay to say, you know what? I'm not sure about that. I'm going to go research that and let's have a discussion about it instead of, no, you're wrong. You're stupid. Well, it, <laughs> you know? it makes you um, work on your uh, interpersonal skills. Like how mm -hmm. are, how am I dealing with this other human being and their thought process and how they act and how they react to things. And I know for myself as a teacher with, I'm literally teaching people who have zero, most of the time, zero experience. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them come in with zero animal experience. Like mm -hmm. they don't even own a dog. Or if they mm -hmm. do, they have a short-coated dog that they've never had to even attempt to do a, a hair. And it's their mom's dog or whatever. Right. You know, so <laughs> it, and then on top of that, you have people that have had completely different life experience. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like I joke around and I say my head is full of useless dog and cat knowledge uh, because I grew up with it. So mm -hmm. it's like, while I can name off breeds and, you know, all sorts of things, it's second nature to me. Does that make the person that I'm working with less intelligent because they did not have that uh, type of upbringing? Right. No, they're, they're not any less intelligent. They just have something different in the way of perspective to bring to that situation. So I think teaching humbles you. You have to be humbled a you lot. You have to be. You have as, to be. As, an, as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so even if you're in a salon situation and you're not a teacher, you're not a mentor, but you're working next to someone who is new to grooming and they ask you a question, 
you have to think of ways that, you know, how are you going to answer this question without belittling them or make them feel like you are unapproachable? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it literally forces you to work on those communication skills, the, the um, active listening skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite to, to be in the non-judgmental zone. Because as right. a human being, it is our first go-to instinct to when, when that question comes out of their mouth, we're instantly navigating that statement for judgment. You know, like, where is this person coming from? What are they trying to gain from this? And a lot of groomers, and I've seen this because I've worked in a lot of different grooming atmospheres, a lot of groomers will shut people down. Oh, I don't share that information. Mm -hmm. Or I don't, I don't help with, you know, you have to learn. I had to learn this on my own. You have to learn this on your own. But why? Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) If you feel competition with the person next to you, I actually feel sorry for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you should not be in competition with the people you work with. Right. And you should not. The only person you should be in competition with is yourself to be better than you were five mm-hmm. minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And so when when we're looking at that, you know, um, I think because we say here, new year, new view, new you. I don't think new the media makes us think new you every year. You have to turn into this new, completely new creature, new human being. But there are subtle changes that you can make to yourself and how you view the world around you and the people around you. By yeah, I consider new you being the you you already are. You're are. just too afraid to express it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And learn how to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that's Adina shields and spears, baby shields and spears. (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) Viking. Yeah. Uh, Say vibing. I'm saying shields and spears. We are Vikings. We We are, are. we, we are totally just trampling on all the old ways Mm -hmm. and just coming in and being like, listen, this Mm -hmm. is, this is how, we should be um, creating a camaraderie between mm-hmm. us. We do Anita, not have uh, to agree. Right. Anita, I am half uh, Norwegian. So, yeah. Viking all day, every day. Viking all day. <laughs> My people are far too small to be Vikings. But <laughs> well, I'm pretty I, tiny. I, I'm, I'm support staff. But we'll carry the we'll carry the heavy stuff. We'll, we'll do the heavy lifting. So yeah, um, my my background is is uh, not Viking at all. It, it is uh, uh, Irish and 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 uh, Italian and Sicilian. So um, which is uh, very very. Um, very strong personality, you know, mm-hmm. that Mediterranean right. going on there. So we're, th- we're swarthy. We can, <laughs> we can handle that with a little bit of that Irish can do luck in there. So yep, yep, yep. we're pretty good that way. I think that it is a huge part of this industry to try to 
compartmentalize people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm about to spit out some truth here. Ooh, I'm ready. I, Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. And I think that there are some of us out there that refuse to be put in that co- in, into a compartment who refuse to, to be constrained by processes and mm-hmm. say, oh, you do this. So you are this mm-hmm. and you do that and you're that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, and that's one thing that I would, that I think that I, I work so hard to try to overturn that apple cart. Well, and, it's not possible to fit me in a box. Every time I fill out a form and I have to write down what it will, what is your, what is your job description? I'm like, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, I, yeah. What is, what, what is what I do called? Well, and you know? what is, I, I usually, every year I usually update my resume just to have an updated resume. Mm-hmm. And this year, well, last year, um, I guess it was around the beginning of December. I was like, I really should redo my resume up, you know, like get it reset, whatever. And I was doing it and I I haven't finished it because I just got so perplexed. I'm like, Ooh, this is like almost cringeworthy. I have so Mm -hmm. much on here Mm -hmm. that I need to decide what, what do I want to actually show? Mm -hmm. What do I do? You know, I just put all that crap on the paper and then I kind of will Smith it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. So <laughs> Yeah. It's like I, I just I, I'm like, mm, I need to let this sit. I have to ruminate on this a little bit because um this and I hate to look at it and go, this doesn't really represent who I am. Yeah. It's just such a, a like a small piece of of everything that I am. Right. Absolutely. What you do is not who you are. are it's what right. you do. Who you are is how you carry yourself through what you do. Yes. Uh, so a oh, lot of people said. get so stuck. Well, who said. are you? Who are you? Well, I'm a dog groomer. Right. Well, no, that's something that you do. How you carry yourself through what you do is who you are. Your integrity. You're exactly. uh, you know, all the things that, that count as a really awesome human being. Well, that's I think as Americans, we are taught to, our, we're taught that our job is who we are. You it's our identity, mean? right? It is right. It is our actual identity. I literally, I just watched the other night, Trevor Noah, the comedian, you know, from the daily show who I uh, absolutely adore. I think he's hysterical on his social commentary. <laughs> and so one of the things he was talking about was that he went to other countries. He was in France and he was saying like, when you say to a French person, um, so who are you? And he said, you know, they start out with, you know, uh, Oh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm, they'll say their age. They'll say where they're from. He said, and then they'll talk about, Oh, I love to go for walks with my friends and da da da, and listen to music and blah, blah. He's like, because the French, their, their job identity is the last thing that they are. And he was saying about so many other countries are like that. But in America, when you say to somebody, Oh, you know, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm, mm. I'm Melissa Conti Diener. And you are, Oh, you know, I'm Michelle Knowles. I'm a groomer. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're trained to say that as like that is our part of our, our identity. So that's why when we change careers or even shift within the career we are in, mm-hmm. we have an identity crisis, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's who just, am I now? Because I'm not I, that yeah. anymore, right? Because right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not behind the table anymore all the time. Right. And so it's like, am I a groomer anymore? Am I a cat groomer? I, I haven't groomed a cat in probably nine months, if not closer to a year. Does mm-hmm. that take that skill away from me? Mm-mm. No. You still have their, the skill sets, but it's not who you are. Right. So yeah. and I see that a lot with us is, is um, within our, I, within our, our social group of groomers that we see a lot of this identity crisis mm-hmm. where we are shifting and trying to stay in an industry that we love, but we have to come up with a new way to look at ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we all still have something to offer, even when we're done grooming. I think all groomers who uh, stop grooming should teach. If you can, if you can stand it, it's it's not for everyone. Right. But if you can stand it, make more because we need more groomers. We, we really <laughs> do. We need more estheticians. We need more people caring about breed, you know, breeding. We need people who do all the things that we do because we're dwindling and dogs are becoming more multitudinous uh, in the households in America and everywhere else. So the more you make, the more groomers you can mentor um, is absolutely, that is the goal so that all these dogs get helped. And through helping dogs, you help people. Yes. Meet them where they're at. Love them through it. And maybe they're not your favorite person and you don't have to love them and have tea with them and buy them lunch, but you can certainly have a little bit of compassion for them as they go on back out your door, <laughs> you know, just, Oh, what? I need Excellent. You're trying, you want to try to educate? Oh, fantastic. Nice. Yeah. DM me, DM Melissa. We will hook you up. We will give you, put you in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, I think a lot of people think the same thing is, but I need more education, but I need more. Honestly, if you learn a new skill and you now have that new skill, teach it to someone else. Mm-hmm. You Maybe not... you're the best at face, feet and fannies and you have right. a bunch of breed trims. Guess what? You are now someone who's able to teach somebody else how to do face, feet and fannies. That's how you work. And then you build up from there just because you're a teacher. doesn't mean, okay, I'm a teacher. Now I know everything. And then I just expound my knowledge throughout the universe. Guess what? It's tough. You're still a student. And then you're teaching also because like I said, they are going to ask you questions that you don't know answers to. Uh, So you have to go and consult with your colleagues. You have to go and research it in some papers or find out somehow the answer and then either say, "Mm, I couldn't find an answer to that. Or this is what this is. So, I mean, uh, you just never stop learning. No, I think one of the the most empowering things a lot of my students get is to, even though they are still students, is to take a moment and help another student with something. That's beautiful. That they, that they have already, you know, mastered. Like, oh, they know how to do a beveled foot, and somebody else in, in class is struggling with that, or mm-hmm. they can do, you know, a, a nice teddy bear head, and somebody else is just 
oh, they just are struggling with getting the visor or, you know, whatever it is. And they, and I'll say, hey, can you go over and just help them for a moment? I'm not shirking my responsibilities. I'm actually still being an educator. I'm empowering someone else to feel like they are um, getting gratification from their knowledge that right. they're being lifted up. Hey, first of all, my my teacher thinks I'm good enough at this to show someone else that my skill is there, that I can actually say to someone else, hey, I, you know, let me show you how I do this. Mm-hmm. And um, some people will struggle and they'll be like, oh, my God, no, I could never tell somebody else how to do this or show somebody else how to do it. I don't know. Even I don't even know how I do it. Right. <laughs> you know? But a lot of times that student will it, it refocuses your brain off mm-hmm. of that being in that ego in yourself. And now you're focused on another person and another animal and you have totally shifted the paragram of what their role is in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think that that is the most important part of being an educator is allowing people to see what it's like to actually help someone else. Mm hmm. That's how you get the fire going. I'm yes. telling you, if yep. you're just constantly telling people, oh, no, I'll show them. You're not yep. ready yet. That's ridiculous. Let that person show them and then show them how did you do a foot and then right. compare the two and then everybody grows or whatever, you know, but allow that to happen because that's part of the growth. Yeah. You know? Allowing that growth is part of the growth. We don't allow students to grow or we don't allow others around us to learn from us, Mm -hmm. but they have to be able to step into that light. Mm -hmm. It's called structured discovery. Mm -hmm. It's an actual term. You allow people to make mistakes and learn from them while gently guiding them on the outside, but you allow them to make those little mistakes. You're just there to make sure they don't make the big ones. Right. Um, that's a term I learned from my husband. He teaches adult blind people living skills and uh, structured discovery is, yeah, you do hand them a knife. You show them how to pick it up off the counter and, you, and then you let them chop potatoes with it. Okay. And yes, they might get cut, but you have some band-aids in the background. Right. Um, it's you, we have to learn. And if you don't handle the knife properly, you're going to cut your finger. Yeah. But it's important to let them experience that. Um, and hopefully they don't cut themselves, but they'll learn nice skills at the end of the day. They'll learn how to live, learn yes. how to use the microwave, learn how to, you know, groom a foot. Um, I literally would hate it if somebody just regularly shaved a short coated dog. However, when I was coming up, I learned how to do clean feet on my pit bull because she's the only dog that would just let me do anything. And I feel safer with her. And she just let me shave those little tiny eyelash hair feet. <laughs> But I did. And, and right. that's how I learned how to do that. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, let's just try to not hurt each other as we're learning. You know, yeah. I think that we have to give the space to each mm-hmm. other, even if you're not an educator, but you're you're approached by someone who says, can you show me how to do that? Or how did you get that foot to look like that? Or how did you get that face to look like that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, oh, well, I've been doing it for 20 years. That's how. Wow. And so that automatically shuts that down. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's important to keep those lines of communication open. That person mm-hmm. sees the value in you and you, what you're, you're doing and not see them as a threat. 
And not only that, if you do get rebuffed um, by somebody who you admire or who is an instructor or you feel is on teacher mode and they're like, oh, no, you're not ready for that or whatever. Again, they're still human. Meet them where they are. Right. They probably got stuff going on. Maybe they're going through some stuff. You know, just give everybody a little bit of grace. Um, you know, I, I think that that would probably be my mantra for this year is I'm going to try to give everyone grace. I'm human, too. I'm not perfect. I will preach it and I will live what I preach. However, I got my moments. You know, I forget or I get into a hurry or I'm anxious and I may bite out at somebody and I'm like, ah, oh, no. Sorry, that is not how I want to be. That's not what I meant. I'm dealing with something. You know, it's me. It's me. It's not right. you. <laughs> but it happens. We're all human. You know? Absolutely. And, and we, we, we need to interact with each other like that. I think because uh, social media and stuff, we get very um, accustomed to being the only voice. Right. Like you could say anything you want on the internet and people can, you know, say and be this whole different persona. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm more interested in the discussion. I want the dialogue, you know, <coughs> uh, somebody will say something. I'm like, Hey, well, let's discuss it. Let's just discuss it. You right. know, it's not personal. It's not me or you, it's the thing. And a, a lot of people um, don't understand when you have a discussion of something it's not you against the other person. It's both of you against the topic. Right. Okay. So you are there to discuss that topic. So you're on the same team, even though you may have a, a, a different view. Different opinions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, you're both against the topic, not against each other. Uh, and that's something that takes practice. You know, it's very easy to, um, fly off the handle or, or get, um, you know, what's the word for it? Upset about something somebody said in the moment, but stop and think about what the words are. Did they accuse you or are they saying something that makes you uncomfortable? And if they're just making you uncomfortable with what they say, that's a topic worth discussing. Find out why it makes you uncomfortable. Find yeah. out why you may learn something about your own self just by talking about it objectively. That's, that's really good advice. Really good advice. Because people do not know how to do it. Yeah, it's different. It's a skill and we're constantly working on it. Like and uh, we love all of you. And we are going to be back, uh, not this coming Thursday, but the next Thursday after that. And we will be practicing our people skills over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Michelle is actually hoping to bring in some more guests as well. Yes. So. Yes. I, I have a guest lineup this year. Uh, I'm going to be making uh, all the schedules. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. That's going to be my new skill. I guess I'm working on this year. <laughs> That's her new year, new her. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we love you so much. Uh, we hope that this reaches you and you have a joyous and prosperous new year. And then your next sip is just as delicious as you have. Yeah.